0: Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello everybody, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday, you know what that means, it's me, your boy Big Tasty, joined well, literally this time as always by Jay. How's it going Jay? I'm all good, I'm all good. Good job. Apologies if it sounds a little different this week, uh, with it being the festive period, uh, me and Jay are actually recording this in person in Jay's house eggs to prove that we are live. There's some can action there are having beers, so this <laughs> might, get a little, it might get away from us as, 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 the, as, the, yeah. as the recording goes on. Definitely. I mean, it's faith, so it should. It be yeah. too bad. Nothing's going to do me in. Uh, so yeah, how's it going Good Christmas next time?
1: Yeah, it was all good. And it's the eventually turkey. <laughs>
0: yeah, there was a, a, a bit of a saga about Christmas dinner, but okay. you know. we I mean, it was, it was still, you still got your Christmas dinner quicker than like an versus Randy Orton wrestling
1: match. Yeah, well that's it.
0: Like, I, I can't complain about that. But, <laughs> yeah, it was a long day waiting for food. Right, so we'll, we'll crack on um, with our the first part, as always, which is our week in wrestling. Um, yeah, what, any? Should we talk because we both watched AEW, and that's going to be like the bulk probably of this of this section because we both want to really go into that. Do you want to talk a little bit about WWE first? A couple of the more interesting things that happened this well, week.
1: They had a big comeback, didn't they? And Jonah.
0: Oh, sad, sad well, heartbreakers. Bro-
1: Bronson Reed returning into WWE as the is heavy.
0: Well, no, I mean I've got nothing against. Obviously, people should go wherever they, they want to work, and, and they should do what makes them yeah. happy. But I was really hoping we were going to get like a, a saga between him and Okada.
1: It did feel like that's what they were kind of angling for, didn't it? I mean, he, he hasn't wrestled since that last AKA match, which was kind of indicate, okay, maybe, maybe there's a reason behind it. Yeah, um, but he was also on Twitter like very, very kind of like tease and Wrestle Kingdom matches, like oh, I'll take the winner of
0: Jay White and card as well. Why is everyone coming back getting sucked into like the Miz's fucking black hole as well? Like, why is it like, went right in there and now Bronson Reed? what's going on like, I mean
1: maybe it's just Triple H like bringing kind of NXT guys who have worked together previously back in to
0: kind of like acclimatise them a little bit easier than they would so is The Miz the new Dolph Ziggler in terms of like he's the guy everyone has to get involved with when they first come in uh, it seems that way doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does seem
1: that way like
0: I said as long as he's happy as long as you know Jonah's happy I'm going to call him we can call him Jonah because I'm a hipster um, as long as Jonah's happy then yeah that's that's all I really care about just, just a bit sad. Because him and the card had phenomenal chemistry. Like their matches was phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And Jonah really felt like he was kind of being positioned as like that sort of like big like like almost like Vader there was in New Japan. Yeah. Um but I mean it's it is what it is, isn't it? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went on to do great great things under Triple H in WWE because he seems like a triple H
0: guy as opposed to well, Vince just didn't have a clue, wasn't Well, it? he's not been fired like a week after dropping a belt so far, so you know that's that's kind of going alright, isn't it? Yeah, there's that. And speaking of big things in WWE, there was a I believe there was an intergender match as well. Yeah. Not not an intergender tag match, just a straight up male or female. really
1: defeated the Kira Tozawa.
0: Yeah, which is something you never thought you'd see on WWE television. I
1: think if anyone was going to do it, it would have been Real though. Yeah. Like they've been kind of teasing that for months, haven't they? Um. Yeah, this is this is cool. Um, they obviously teased about doing a Nia Jax Dean Ambrose feud back in twenty
0: nineteen. Oh god, I remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I definitely think because I panned <laughs> out if that have, if that had have happened.
0: We never have got John Moxley in AEW if he have been allowed to have that dream feud with Nia Jax. Yeah, but um,
1: yeah, I, I think it's cool. I am big fan of intergender wrestling. Um, that's one of those things, isn't it? Like, it obviously.
0: People who like it, and people who don't. I personally think it's great. Um, I just don't think they should. I don't think there's much need. To, I mean, this is a kettle of fish. I don't know if there's much need for there to be gendered wrestling divisions anymore. Yeah,
1: I mean, one one way of looking at it is like you've just got to look at GCW, and they have like Rack who's like legitimately six foot two. Yeah, she's bigger than quite a lot of the guys on the roster
0: she's bigger than for example Tony Devon.
1: yeah and she's positioned as a size like the other thing people go oh it's not believable a man and a woman but then you look at like say for example The Avengers or the Black Widow film mm. and you've got Black Widow like kicking the shit out of like some big like Harsons like well what's the difference
0: yeah exactly it's it's all how you book the match and like I mean you, you don't always have to book women to like you know use people's momentum against each other and get out the way and dodge things you can just have a woman who just hits you dead dead hard and that's fine yeah like look at Charlie Evans yeah Charlie Evans would murder me like in a, in a shoe fight she'd
1: beat the shit out <laughs> of people and it's great <laughs> but yeah that thing I think it's one of them it's it's cool to see it happen in, in a bigger company with a few more eyes on it and like look, look at look at when a um, China was in WWE.
0: Yeah, I mean WWE literally popularized this stuff. Like China, the China. I mean, I know it was. I know it, looking back, it's deeply problematic. But that China Chris Jericho feud, oh, when, I, he, when he was hitting a hand with the hammer. Yeah, and what was it was it Jericho? Who, who was it who had the? Um, what was it called? It was like the women's good housekeeping match. Oh, that was Jeff Jarrett, China. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Any Grave. Yeah, we'll talk more about him later. Yeah. <laughs> JW World Tag Team Champions, but I no, know. it's 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 crazy, and it's good to see that like it's becoming a bit more normalized because there's this like sort of unspoken rule, isn't it, that, that like networks don't want men hitting women on TV, mm. and but then as a, as you say, you look at like some
1: TV shows like a cop show, like yeah. Criminal Minds, and there's someone like there's, there's a
0: woman police officer like battering a fellow. It's like well, I'm that much difference. But yeah, just let women wrestle who they want to wrestle, and let men wrestle who they want to wrestle, and let yeah. everyone wrestle who they want to wrestle, and then we'll sort it all out later. Wrestle and they have got a um, Tyler Adams challenging for the for the women's title. The women's title. Yeah, they? yeah, that's gonna be, that's his, his first singles match in Wrestleland, I think. Yeah, ever. So yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, right, anything else on Raw before we move on? Uh, any and what about Wyatt? Watch what, what's been happening
1: in the Bray Wyatt universe? Um, he, <laughs> the groan says it all. Really, it's getting to the point where I think the the kind of you can tell the spin in the wheels with it to get to the rumble now.
0: It's just another instance where WWE just think long-term storytelling means just telling a story really slowly. Yeah. Um it is. I mean it has
1: been it's been good in the
0: sense that obviously Bray's like very cryptic and he, When did the first White Rabbit promo start? Um so he came back. No, no, no. when was the first like vignette of the little promo, the little
1: tease? It was like a month before he came back. So he came back in like I think it was October September.
0: And we're going to be pushing. within the been October because it was paid for you before Survivor Series. October, November, December, January. So we're talking four months between his debut and him wrestling his first match. Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, obviously, there was a lot of kind of going back and going from. All right, yeah, to what that first promo we had, and then it it was like the fiend where, because lest we forget the fiend, he the first like vignette vignette for the for like. The new Bray Wyatt then was like the roar after mania. And then he just appeared the week after with the Firefly Funhouse. And then like it wasn't another it was like another month after. Until like it wasn't like till mid May until they like did the actual reveal of the fiend. Yeah. And he didn't have his first match until like SummerSlam. But I think he did it a bit more.
0: it felt like that was a bit more content there?
1: Yeah, I felt it felt
0: a lot more organic that whereas this is like it's like we wrote a month's worth of shit, and we're just going to spread it over like three months.
1: Yeah, he's coming. He's coming out. He's cutting a very similar promo to what he has been. Uh, he seems like a little bit more in turmoil than he, he has been previously. And th- this was—I mean th- th- there was a really cool thing with this where he, he said so. I can't remember exactly how, what. Like basically, this week he, there was a cameraman in the ring, and he said something to the cameraman, and it was like a—it was like a. Uh, switch flipped and it was, and he like just started mandible claw on the cameraman. All oh, right. But like his whole persona changed, and the the tease bringing Alexa back into the feud with him. So that, that's kind of cool. Um. But yeah, I think they really need to kind of be careful on how much they're dragging it out now, because I think you can tell the fans are resenting it a little bit.
0: And I mean, no disrespect to, to anybody involved here, but the the prize at the end of the road is a match with La Knight, yeah, which is fine, but it's not, you know, licking the lips of that other, it's you know, weird,
1: it's weird that that's La Knight's first big
0: feud on because mm, well. someone's gonna lose, yeah, exactly, and I feel like La Knight shouldn't be losing that, like in a feud, but if Bray loses, especially considering his track record, he's kind of damaged before he's even come back,
1: yeah, Bray can't, well, that's it, Bray can't lose unless unless Uncle Howdy like costs Bray. Because like a lot of it was Bray was going... Um,
0: that, no, he has to cost him and then reveal himself, I think.
1: Yeah, because a lot of it was like Bray was going, oh yeah, Uncle Howdy isn't me. I told you all it wasn't me. Now you know it isn't me. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's great, but... what what What's next?
0: Yeah. Like, what's Uncle Howdy's plan? What does he want? Mm. Like, even even if
1: the literally like the way they kind of had been doing it on and off, and put like two vignettes one for Bray, one for Uncle Hardy, on the show it just fleshes out a bit more like it feels almost al- almost kind of like one dimensional at, the point, at this point mm. but i I'm, I'm still I've still got a bit of hope for it I'm just I think they need to
0: put the foot on the gas a little bit more fair uh, right anything else on WWE before we move on anything else you want to talk about um, what happened on WWE TV this week um, we just saw a lovely clip that Sarah showed us of The New Day coming out dressed as Nutcrackers on Smackdown and it was just yeah. brilliant I mean almost the comic timing was brilliant there. so was it Michael Cole um, who was it it was Rick it Way Barrett it was Michael Cole yeah So Michael Cole was like oh they're dressed as, they're dressed as soldiers why the they dressed as soldiers and then like Covey um, dick kicked one of well, he like
1: he like moved Kofi's hand, and Kofi's leg like shot up yeah. and kicked the uh, Kaiser in the dick.
0: And he was like, "Oh, Wade Barrett with perfect comic timing he was like, they're not soldiers, they're nutcrackers." Yeah, <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. That was that was pretty cool. Michael
1: Cole and Wade Barrett are such a good tactic, uh, like commentary team that they just bounce off each other really
0: well. Like, it, yeah, they do. See- Wade Barrett seemed to shout less with Michael Cole, next to him, which I think is, is a lot better.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, Wade Barrett always I, like when he was in NWA, he was a good commentator uh, before, you know. Became a whole thing, yeah. Uh, and then when he was in NXT, I thought he was fantastic as well. And uh, he's, he's really good, like with Michael Cole to kind of like reign him in a bit, but not too much.
0: Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So that, that was enjoyable. I know they had like a lot of Christmas theme stuff on on this week's show, which was which was nice as well. Mm-hmm. That was all.
1: The, that was all the one match. No was it? It was like the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street Five, Imperium versus um, Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Ah, uh, right.
0: Yeah. And. uh I love how, like, Braun, like, I, th- I don't know if this has been done, like, internally to punish Braun, but because he was making comments about, like, Flippy wrestlers, they're like, right, you're now in a tag team with Ricochet.
1: Yeah. How are you going to say this shit? <laughs> We're going to put you with one of those guys. Um, Yeah, no, I, I really, like, from what I've seen of it, I've, I thought it was quite good. Like, there, there was a lot of, like, Christmassy gimmicks. So, like, uh, Ricochet's girlfriend's the ring announcer. Right. So, like, Ricochet got, like, wiped out at ringside, and Braun, like, basically, like, Helped them up with like some mistletoe and got them to kiss under the mistletoe to kind of give Ricochet a second
0: win. What, the one from NXT? Yeah. Katana? Uh,
1: no, uh, Samantha Irvin.
0: Oh, he broke up with. Oh, go, yeah. oh was that it Was that a whole thing? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> was that, was that like a lockdown thing? Must have been. All that? All those breaking code restrictions took the, took a turn took on the relationship. Right <laughs> <laughs>
1: must, must have been, <laughs> mate. Must have been. oh um, But yeah, like there was that and then obviously the nutcracker thing and a few other bits. Um,
0: know, you know, people, I'm, I'm sure, I haven't checked online, but I'm sure, like, people on the internet fucking shat on this match, like, because it was silly. I don't
1: know, but... Uh, I, I've, shit, I, I enjoy stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I've got a lot of time, as long as it's not, like, the only thing on your show. Like, I've got a lot of time for, yeah. for a good bit of comedy.
1: Yeah, like, when they when he did, um... Oh, didn't they do something similar in AEW? Not that long ago. Or was it? was it on Thanksgiving, Orange Cassidy, just showing up in a, in a turkey onesie? Or something like that. And that was that was a couple of years ago. Wasn't that was it was a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like remember the best friends dressed up as Rick and Morty.
1: Yeah. And uh, there was definitely something else that they've done, which was similar. To, but and just yeah, anything Roman I He's done basically in the last like sort of three years. Yeah.
0: But just there's always room for silly bollocks in wrestling. All right. Speaking of AW, should we uh, should we scooch on over to to the world of. Let's because I really want to talk about the battle royal from Rampage. Well, we'll get to that in a bit, eventually. Because yeah, I first we have to talk about Ricky Starks and his opening promo. Oh, it's, it's I reckon next year is his year 2023. I think 2023 year, is the year, year of Starks. Um, just, the year Ricky gets a belt. So, this is quite interesting. So, basically, Ricky Starks got a promo, um, basically saying he lost like a man. And you can you t- can you can, can, can respect that and you can understand that. The next time he's going to beat him, um, and he basically gonna, he's basically he, he's he's in to to the he's goes back to the line, but he's going to go back to the front and up to the top. And Chris Jericho's music came out. Uh, Jericho comes out, flanked by Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara. And Jericho starts off quite complimentary, and he's like sort of trying to butter Ricky up a bit to sort of get him to join the JAS. Is kind of the the sort of where he's heading. And then Ricky's just got no time for his shit like, whatsoever. Uh, my favourite comment, and I think you've talked about it, we talked about it as well, <laughs> Ricky, said, as Ricky said, a few months ago he was coming on here looking like an air fryer. Yeah, that was
1: great. <laughs> that was great. Like, yeah, just just the whole, like, um, this This was basically just a design to set up Ricky vs. Jericho. I think Chris Jericho has been in a really good kind of Sort of elder statesman, star-making position, kind kind of like what Shawn Michaels was like during like.
0: I think since he's come back from his like his health scare and he's lost all that weight and he's he's obviously gotten a little bit better in the ring, a little bit faster. Mm. I think he's really yeah, you say he's really found his like his niche now is like the, the sort of he doesn't always he still wins occasionally like he's not like he's not like when he was in WWE and he was just putting everyone over. Mm. But he he he's got that one he wins a bit more. But he's still that position where he's elevating people around him. Not everyone he wrestles, he's elevating. Well, I mean you've just got to look at like Claudio, where he beat Claudio
1: and then they went back to it and Claudio beat him the second time round and Claudio felt like a bigger deal after that match than he did going into it. Yeah. Um and obviously action that action Andretti last week, another kind of point.
0: I, I, I Oh wouldn't... also Ricky Stark said that um he called Sammy Guevara and then he got the Jassels yeah which the crowd started chanting and he was like you can, you can copyright that or <laughs> you can <didn't> trademark that <laughs> yeah
1: Um yeah I, I I, think Ricky's as I say I think Ricky's like really getting into sort of like his own now I think I think
0: and also at the end of this segment so Garcia and Sammy run to beat Ricky down and Action Andretti comes out and makes a serve mm-hmm. so they're carrying on that they're, they're keeping Action Andretti around there's like this guy who has pissed Jericho off by beating him which is cool because it means I mean not only, I mean how cool is this I mean I don't know much about Ashland Earthy like he's, we're still getting introduced to him as a character in AW but just for him to be told right you're going to be on Dynamite tonight not only are you wrestling Chris Jericho but you're going over Chris Jericho mm-hmm. and then after that you're going into a program with Chris Jericho yeah I mean that must be pretty fucking sweet if you're like an up and coming independent wrestler oh and also you signed to AW yeah that, that, that's
1: <laughs> gotta be cool um yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, isn't it? Like, just, as I say, Jer- Jericho reminds me of kind of like Shawn Michaels in, like, 2005, where, like, he was having matches with guys like Sheldon Benjamin, and, yeah. like, up-and-comers around that time, and even people who were, like, already, like, at a high-standard, like, Kurt Angle. Yeah. And he was, at like, elevated more by having that feud with Shawn, and the feud he had with Randy Orton as well. Um, yeah. And... It, that's what it that's what Jericho kinda of feels like to me at the moment in the sense that he's having like these feuds of guys who some obviously need elevating, others just kinda of need a little bit of sort of like polish on them to kinda of make them feel more like a big deal, which beating a Chris Jericho or holding their own with a Chris
0: Jericho definitely does. I mean some, I think somewhat next year I think I'd love to see them run back Jericho Hangman. Yeah. 'Cause that was that was Hangman's first failure, wasn't it, in, in mm. AW. That was like his first did, big
1: did, did earlier in the year, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah they did. Oh yeah, that's was, that was the title.
1: Um No it was I
0: think it was number one attempt as much. Right, okay. But yeah, I'd love to do that again anyway. Fuck it, why not? When he's done with Moxley, when Moxley's finished with him and put the pieces back together. Then uh... <laughs> So yeah, we I mean, we haven't talked about the first match. Let's Move on to the first match, uh was match five. Yes. yes it was match five in the best of seven series. So this was the Elite versus Death Triangle. Um, basically, weapons illegal. Anything goes. Yeah, this was fun on it.
1: Oh, this was. I, I think this was my favorite match of the feud so far. It was. It was fucking wild.
0: It was at the same. It started off like a bit restrained, and then it was Penta. Penta just went fucking loopy and just started throwing like. all it was a bit like where Penta just walks down the ramp and starts like ripping one of the Christmas trees out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so that Christmas tree? Bought a Christmas tree into the ring and propped it up in the corner, which is fine. Except it had this massive like metal base that was just like sticking out and I was I had the absolute fear that someone was gonna like get their legs cut open on it. So then like Matt and all the young bucks and Kenny went into this Christmas tree, like in the corner. Penta had no chill in this match. No, Penta was just like it's like someone told him to start, like literally the start match, by the way, weapons are legal, and you just went, Alright, okay, I'm using all of them. Do you think um, Do you think we're getting Penta Obscuro back? I don't think anyone's getting Pencroff Skira back. I don't, think, I don't think it went down very well. I don't think people enjoyed Penta Escura. But, but, but again, like it's, just, it's certainly a dynamic, isn't it, within the Death Triangle that Penta is a bit more accepting of this, like ch- mm. you know. Like,
1: but Penta Escura was like the more like sort of like well, just Pentagon Dark, wasn't it? Where he was just like, oh, this, this is like I'm gonna fuck you up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna like, call him Pentru Girl by name because I, I think they kind of slowly ruined that with the whole coming out behind you know, like, like the pl- the Polystyrene Gray. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: good the first time they did it, and then afterwards it was. If like, it was just
0: for, like one big match; it would have been fine, but because they did it on like dynamite like six times, it was like okay. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: the reveal of it was awesome, and then
0: after the fact, it was like. Oh. When not it was just Abrahantes and like fucking ghost makeup? <laughs> it was like, like I, I mean i've got a lot of time for alex abrahams bullshit i think it's uh, single yeah. one of the best things like him, his his up sort of interplay with brandon cutler throughout the special 7 series has been phenomenal yeah it's been so fun watching those two have their own little feud well, that that was a
1: lot of like what kind of like added to this match wasn't it that they were getting involved yeah um like abrahams was grabbing like matt's legs apart and brandon was like and Matt were like getting involved to stop it from happening um. yeah I, I, this was just silly bollocks wasn't it yeah it was um, it was great it was just
0: yeah
1: did the Bucks win by Melter Driver on a chair yes on Phoenix mm. and then Penta just got a claw hammer and started like trying to like take Nick Nick Jackson's face off
0: yeah, yeah after the match yeah the Penta just snapped um, yeah they just, everyone was snapped and started battering each other
1: yeah I like the fact of that as well that it felt like it was like a shoot <laughs> like,
0: everyone's like, Fucking up, Penta's stuff. <laughs> I like just kept going back. Yeah, they they, they, they cut open, uh, they
1: busted open uh, Nick and Kenny. Yeah. Nick was pissing blood. <laughs> There's a really good shot, though, as well, where like Penta was trying to get to Nick and Matt was like, sort of like lying in between them. Yeah. And Penta was still leaning over Matt, like, just clawing <laughs> at his face with the hammer.
0: So that means, so the Elite One, so that brings it up to 3 2. 3 2 reverse sweep, matches the reverse sweepers on so next week we've got force counts anywhere yeah and then. then if it goes all the way in January we've well the start next week after that we've got Escalade with which you're not gonna. That's uh, the week after now yeah you can't you can't promise us that and not, not give it to us is it that's not Battle of the Belt is it no, no I think it's on Dynamite is it
1: Dynamite after yeah because it's the week after Wrestle Kingdom isn't it yeah yeah. because you know Kenny's going to be too busy <laughs> put, putting his knee surgically
0: into Will Ospreay's face putting Billy Bird away Billy the Ghost. Um, right next so, up, we had Akron Andretti backstage, which was really cool. He cut a little promo. And then 2.0 came in and they were like, hey yo, kid, we just, wanna, we just wanna talk. We just wanna, you know, we just wanna say well done. And then like he turns around and Jericho blows a fireball in his face. So, uh, oh, does it, what's it? Oh, Matt like, your future's really like up or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They just
1: turned around and get like the fireball. <laughs> and it was horrible, Jericho, I know, he said he was on a hot streak. Yeah. Jericho was like pushing his face into the floor after. <laughs> yeah, he was like grinding his face on the floor. It looked like that fireball caught him a bit as well.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was fun. That was cool. It certified wizard Chris Jericho. Yeah, that ain't over. Then there was a kind of weird. I'm not sure how I feel about the next bit, the the, the Danielson, um, Ethan Page bit. I like that Ethan Page got some time on the mic.
1: I think it's just a nice way to give us that match. Yeah, I, I, think, a match I, I really I want. feel like
0: it was a little sly on Ethan Page. It's like Danielson was calling for MJF and then Ethan Page came out, so he was having to like you have to work from behind a little bit because the crowd were really wanting MJF to come cards. Mm. but he's page he's great on the mic and he showed it here like Stokely called uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson a raggedy little bitch a raggedy bitch yeah. Because Danielson was taking shots at Stokely for being bald which is not cool not cool <laughs> it was the way that Stokely's face as well he's like you raggedy bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, it was just, just fun I um, love Stoke it was fine like, yeah. I mean, we're getting Ethan Page versus Brad Anderson, which will keep them both busy for a bit. I, I, I want to see that match. So that'll be fun. I mean,
1: that, that's... Like, this this week's Dynamite As a few, like, potential, like, sleeper matches for match of the year. There's a couple
0: like, of late contenders.
1: That's one of them. I reckon yeah. that
0: could fucking be incredible. Really excited for that. And then... Um, Samoa Joe cut a, a, pre, like a little backstage pre-pre tape and basically said "Happy Holidays" to everyone. Which even coming from Joe, when he's saying "Merry Christmas," it still sounds really sinister. I love Samoa Joe.
1: <laughs> I, I think, I think the king of television might be like quickly becoming my favorite version of Samoa Joe because <laughs> it's it's like when you've seen when you see him on like um, stuff where he's not wrestling, like on up Up down down and on. Um, and on um, the Edge and Christian show, we did, did a few bits as well. When he's allowed to kind of let his personality come through but it's just so fucking entertaining yeah and this this is no exception that's why he's the king of television
0: but i like this sort of this version of joe now he's like his character's almost like i'm a little bit older now i'm like getting towards the end of my career i just don't have time for anyone's bullshit i just like when he h- keeps shouting award that you have been found wanting <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he basically said that um tomorrow night on the 20th episode of dynamite he's gonna give wonder what he asked for which is presumably he's gonna beat the shit out of him because mm-hmm. he's having his rematch isn't he so yeah, next up, Hook uh, annihilated Exodus Prime. Not really to talk about there. Hook looked alright. Exodus Prime's having a bad couple
1: of weeks, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Human settlement from Mass Effect Exodus Prime, just getting fucking
0: merged by Hook after getting merged by Water. Then after the match, um, Big Bill chose to Jungle Boy into a dumpster backstage. That was shown up on the screen. Stokely was a busy one tonight. Stokely yeah. was busy. Yeah, then John Moxley versus Darius Martin. Um, I didn't like it as much as I thought it was going to. I, I- don't think they clipped.
1: Yeah, I feel like Darius is a bit more kind of technical, isn't he, than Dante. Yeah. So Whereas Dante, it's literally like yeah. Moxel fucking throw him around like it, like he's like beating him
0: up. Um, I felt like they were trying to have like two different matches, and it didn't hmm. quite come together And it, you know, sometimes that works because it's like clash of styles. Here, I think it, it made them feel slightly like out of sync with each other.
1: I feel as though, like, oh, obviously it's. Lead, it's building up to Blackpool Club vs Top Flight. I feel as though Darius is more suited to Claudio's style. Mm. Dante's more suited to Mox's
0: Yeah, I, I didn't hate this match. It was it was fine. Oh, yeah, it was, I was, just think out of yeah. all of out of all of the John Mox you just beat someone matches we've had like I think it was the weakest one. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Still perfectly and thin in television. Just yeah. there's been some absolute bangers and like you normally when Moxie comes out you think, Oh shit, this is gonna here we go. Yeah. But this was this one felt a little bit flat. Uh, but it was yeah, it was still alright. Um Powerhouse Hobbs had a really cool video, which is sort of all sort of building pick up steam but right no. Mm. Um he said he had a hard upbringing um it was it, there was monsters. he had monsters around him when he was a child and they made him the ultimate monster. Yeah, and then did that they might as well mention it now. They did like the
1: follow up thing on Rampage where it was like Alex Marvez was like, Oh, here's there's a bit of a commotion in the back. And like he just goes out and like Hobbs is like, just got some guy by his jaw holding him <laughs> against the wall. He's like, "It's like I'm taking everything from this man.
0: <laughs> and it just cuts the blind. It was like, Well, <laughs> Hobbs, Christmas murderer. Is Hobbs' new gimmick blade? Yes. I mean, I, I'm yes. okay with it. Yes, can we just have that, please? I'm okay with it. Except instead of killing vampires, he just kills everyone. Everything. Can you kill it again? You've got a beer there. Yeah, you've got to in the one, you've got another. Just, just, just going to top it up. No, yeah. right, it's okay. That's that, That's colder, so <laughs> I'm just going to. You know. Fair. You can see we, we've we've introduced beers to this and it's all gone off the rails immediately. Um, there's a reason I don't drink ivory when I'm podcasting.
1: Been telling me off for, uh, <laughs> for putting some cold beer into my slightly warmer beer glass. Uh,
0: next up, then, we had FTR versus the Aspires. Kind of a little disappointed that this just got put on a with, Yeah.
1: Especially because it felt like a big win for the Ass Boys. Yeah. Um, by so much fuckery.
0: Oh, like this was like WCW levels of fuckery.
1: Yeah, like I, I was, I was, I wouldn't be surprised if
0: Jarrett agent this agent this match. <laughs> no guitars, but you know. Well, I don't need guitars either. But it was a good match. Um, like I said, I mean, obviously this isn't the end of the feud. They had the ask Boys win. They're going to run this back. Do you think we're going to get
1: a four way? at Revolution with whom the acclaimed FTR the Ass Boys and Jarrett and Lethal ooh
0: that's a shame because
1: it feels like the trying if, to, it does it feel it feels like they're trying to build up a load of team. I was going to say it,
0: it, it does feel like the top of the of the tag team card is getting I a feel, bit crowded now. I, I feel it.
1: like BCC and um, Top Flight and AR Fox are getting like kind of primed to be like the next challenges for the Bucks or Death Triangle
0: mm-hmm. and, and
1: then there's also um, House of Black lurking Well, yeah, House of Black of House of Ortiz are gonna
0: do some fucking murders on people, aren't they? No, thank you. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does. I mean, I do. I, I do hope they have another, even even a triple threat tag match would be nice. I like them. I think AEW does does them really really well. They do. Yeah, I haven't done one for a while. Andy, considering they Considering you had like three on like back to back pay movies. Now we have like two of. I don't know if they're the best segments on the show, but we have two had two back to back, pretty the most entertaining segments on the show. So first of all, we had Sanjay Dutt rapping. Like the entertaining
1: <laughs> schwag d coming back, another
0: time, schwag d going full force. That was nothing, something I didn't know I wanted, but I, I ended up really enjoying. Uh, and he referenced it on Rampage as well, which was great. He did. <laughs> uh, and then we had the face off between Swerth and Keith Lee, mediated by awesome. the biggest boss, Rick Ross. Now, I know Rick Ross like openly dropped the f bomb <laughs> on live television. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but we need to have Rick Ross back all the the time he's the biggest I
1: think I think he's going to be part of Swerve's faction I think he's going to be like the hype man for Swerve's faction
0: because like he it did appear that way didn't (laughs) it based on how it all so at the
1: whole time as well like he keeps referring to Swerve as the young legend yeah and like he's almost like he's like his protege and then like Keats in the ring and can we have I mean I don't can we just get a Rick Ross and Swerve track I think it's happening yeah I won't be surprised if that it
0: was already in the works um I love a bit of Rick Ross.
1: And yeah, so Rick Keith comes to the ring, and Rick Ross calls him a big mugga, motherfucker. Yeah, he's got You're a big motherfucker
0: on you, a big motherfucker. Um, <laughs> and then it didn't get bleeped in America either.
1: Apparently, they didn't, they didn't <laughs> get it in <laughs> time. You're a fucking bleep, Rick Ross. This is daytime radio. Um, yeah, and then th- there was like. Swerve comes out and he's obviously taking umbrage with the fact that Keith's up first and so Keith's. Yeah, well, the
0: whole thing was like because they cu- they played Swerve's music a few times and he just didn't come out, mm. and it's like oh shit, like I, 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 it was it was going it was so chaotic energy at that point that I thought they'd honestly fucked up because they said play because Rick Ross was like play Swerve's music and they just didn't, and I'm like something just gone horribly wrong because it was I, it, it kind of had that sort of car crash energy, didn't see,
1: it? I I thought that Keith had battered Swerve and he was gonna do like the double turn. Mm. Um, which would have been really hard because Swerve's like despised now um, like he was getting booed out the fucking building when
0: he yeah, came out but yeah Swerve came out and he was like yeah why have we all got to do this on Keith Lee's time why is it always when Keith wants to do it
1: Dad, yeah, I'd, I'd like the Rick managed to get his accusations false accusations in. <laughs> like, we're not here for accusations especially the false kind um, <laughs> and he said that like, he was screaming that in like Keith's face when he said it as well yeah and then like he said something to Keith like, "Oh, you're gonna need eyes in the back of your head." And then he like, he did like look like pointed from his eyes to the back of Keith's. Yeah, he was head. standing behind Keith. And I was like, if Rick Ross attacks Keith now, this is gonna be fucking. Incredible.
0: Plus, oh, first of all, we have to mention Swerve had that like logo on his t-shirt, didn't he? He had like a hoodie on underneath, like he had
1: like a trench coat and a hoodie underneath, and it had like a logo, and you couldn't really see what it said.
0: It like a fox, like a triangle and like a square or something. Yeah,
1: mogul affiliates. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, then Rick Ross, like, kind of walks away from Keith and Parker Boudreaux
0: comes out and murders Keith. Former trustbuster, Parker Boudreau. He does that thing where he looks like he's, like, doing a bumper coke after everything punches on. Yeah. He's, he's got big Brock energy on him.
1: Yeah. I was say, saying to you the other day, I like the fact that when he's, when he's, like, bumping around, like, Brock, like, just throws himself around like he's, like, trying to die. <laughs> and Parker's got that same sort of, like,
0: yeah. Movement. So Keith basically fights him off, gets out the ring, and he's coming for Swerve. And then, like, there's another, another guy who we don't know who it is. I, I do, actually. Oh, go on. Have you got the exclusive on this? The, the exclusive. Got the scoop. So it was a guy with a face, like, face tattoos. He's a former baseball player. All oh, right. I might know him then.
1: Called when I can find out where the thing is because I didn't have it ready because I'm dead prepared. Uh, it begins with G.
0: Um. Um, his first name or his Both. Oh right, okay. Is it Glenn Gilberthy? No. Is it Disco Inferno? No thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think Disco Inferno's ever that, been that
0: big? He could have just been really close to the camera. It's true, he could So no, so this guy comes out and he's like got face tattoos and he's like tattooed all over the place and he hits um Keith and sort of keeps him busy. And then it's kind of a bit awkward because you can see on camera Parker Boudreau with a chair like waiting for his cue to come in and hit Keith.
1: Yeah, um, apparently... I, I can't find the name of the guy. Um, but apparently he's been um, like ready to debut for a little while. All oh, right, actually he signed? He's been signed since October. Oh, it's right, okay. Is he a wrestler um, or is he? He's he's a baseball player predominantly but he's been trained to be a wrestler. I think... Uh, I'm sure they said Jay Legal's
0: training. Is he retired or...? From baseball, was he selective? I couldn't tell you. Let me find out. So many questions.
1: I don't know. I, don't know. I, I had the thing saved, but for some reason, Patreon's being weird, so I can't get to where I want to get to. Um,
0: let me just try and quickly do we a go. Google. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I've got. I've got it on. All um, oh, the websites are available, by the way. I've got it on. I've got it on. Um, Cultaholic,
1: where we can find. Here we go. Swerve Strickland forms a new stable. Um, Grandon Goatsman, a former minor, league baseball, oh, minor player, league baseball player, who was a second round draft pick by the Tampa Bay Bays yeah hey, that's a team I suppose. In 2011. Yeah, no, played, like, look, I'm a Rays fan. I've never heard of the motherfucker. He, he played baseball until 2019. Oh, it's okay. Uh, Fightful also put like a video up on the Fightful selecting like, thing of him hitting like a home run, and it was like Jesus Christ. Like he, he, he,
0: he. Okay, he's a big lad for a baseball player, isn't he? Yeah, like big guy, yeah, fair play. So, yeah, so he comes out, and then the coolest part of the whole thing, apart from the, the biggest boss, Rick Ross, um, they set up a cinder block on Keith Lee's chest, yeah, and swerve, and, and swerve does a stomp from the top rope to the outside through mm. the cinder block, which was fucking sick,
1: yeah, and then, um, Rick Ross, swerve, uh, Gremlin Goatsman, and Hacker Boudreaux all kind of pose with the hoodies, yeah, with the the logo like yeah.
0: thing. So yeah, so yeah, so there's uh, there's a couple of things I like here, and I, I know there's, there's been some there's been some like negative sort of. I mean, the the, the, the segment wasn't flawless. It had like I said, it had car crash energy, didn't it? It was it was oh, yeah. very, it was very chaotic. Oh yeah, but it was nonsense. <laughs> but it, I, I really enjoyed it because of that because it had like sort of seat of your pants like amateur dramatic energy. Yeah. And Rick Ross, they're just like spitting bars over the whole thing, which, you know, is never bad. Um, but one, I like the idea of Swerve in a faction.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, when... So, what was interesting is when WWE initially formed Hit Row, that was Swerve's faction of a similar sort of like I, like
0: I idea sort of thing behind it. Um, and hey, if you, if you could make Hit Row, legit, then you can do it for these guys. But, Two, I think it's going to be really cool for Parker Bedro to, to be learning... Under someone like Swerve, yeah. and to be involved in that environment, because he's, he's at the he's at the point in his career now. Where I think he needs to he needs real mentorship, and he, he really needs someone to like to like look out for him, and like show him what to do. Because he, he, he can do that, he can wrestle. Like, he just needs to find who he is as a wrestler. And I yeah. think Swerve's a really good guy to bring that out. Mm.
1: But also as well, like if Parker Boudreaux working with like and Grand and two massive guys working with Keith Lee, who's like one of the best big men in the business right now, yeah, can. What also? What a fucking Shane Taylor affiliate. What? What the fuck Pretty Boy Killers reform?
0: Oh, I don't think man. I'm ready for that. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty. That was it was not the cleanest seventh, but it was. I enjoyed. I, I thought it was good for what it was, though. Like I thought it because of that, as you say, because of that chaos again, it actually really worked. Mm-hmm. And then we could talk about the main event. And um, holy Christ, what a main event this was! So this was uh, Jamie Hayter defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Hikaru Shida. Yeah, this and was. I think this was the best women's match AEW have ever put on. I wouldn't disagree with you. It was, it's. I, I thought it was incredible. It's. I, I think it's right into match of the year. I think it's.
1: Oh fuck yeah! It, it was. Ph- it was phenomenal. It's made. It's definitely made my top ten for the latter half. It could be a my I top mean, 50, I mean, so yeah, I think yeah.
0: I think this is going to define Jamie Hayter's title reign because the same way she won the belt, it started very similar to the way him and Tony Storm started with them, just lettering the fuck out of each other. Yeah, and it basically just didn't stop from there on. Like mm-hmm. they, they set the bar in the first five minutes; they were stiffing each other with forearms, and then that was it. Just kind of carried on for the rest of the match, basically.
1: I, I think the thing with Jamie Hayter is, is that she's so fucking good that like the fans can't like deny. How good she is. Yeah,
0: you can't hate her because she's that entertain wrong uh, wrongly, because mm. she's that entertaining.
1: But also she's like she doesn't really like talk that much because she's in the like group of Brit. So oh. it's it's almost it's almost kind of like kind of like Wardlow and MJF was. Mm. But obviously Jamie's already won the belt and now but it's Well it,
0: like... it's interesting how like there is a lot of parallel there, but it's also mm. spun off in an entirely different way.
1: Yeah, because I think it's I think it's gonna like kind of be a bit more. We're, we're gonna tease tease the Brits getting more and more resentful. I I think the, the way because, they because do this, the easy
0: way to book this is just Batista and Evolution, isn't it? Where like, yeah, Jimmy Hayter wins the belt, and the next week Brits like, no, it should have been me. Kicks her out of the group, and then they have a feud.
1: But I think it's more compelling that Brits so supportive of Jamie after. Costing her initially from winning the belt to then going off for, but yeah, but
0: she, I mean, you say she cost her, but she cost her at the expense because she wanted to win the belt. Mm. So there was a, it wasn't like it was a match that Jamie was having and Brit just. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Brit was also winning the match and Brit was also trying to win the belt. But I think
1: now they've got the nice kind of like parallel where they can go, like the long the closer Jamie gets to like the length of Brit's reign.
0: Mm. That's gonna be interesting if she gets near Brits.
1: I I think yeah. I think with the way they're gonna do it is that. Jamie's gonna start being in the argument for the greatest AEW
0: Women's Champion of all time. The longest reigning. and as soon as it gets towards that point, point, yeah. and that's
1: when Britt turns yeah, on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a really that's a really nice like nuanced way to to sort of do that. Yeah, if, if really, yeah because they can they can build it up gradually as you get like, as you get as you get close to that milestone. As, as you can see, Britt maybe getting a bit more unhinged and like sort of trying her hardest to like sort of be supportive. And, well, yeah. because as
1: well, they teased it where obviously like Britt cost Jamie in the in the four way match, and there was times where like. Brit was like shouting at Jamie when she was champion and you could see Jamie getting a bit more resentful of Brit. Yeah. And obviously now it's like the role's reversed. It's it's like it's always gonna be bubbling there. But when it finally does happen, it'll I think it'll be so unpredictable that it'll it'll probably go down as one of the best like angles AEW do.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this match itself, like, to talk about the match, like I said, it was great. It was really hard-hitting. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of fuckery. Like, Britt tried to get involved, but she just got fucked off, basically, like, super quick. Um, she just kendo the shit out of her, which was nice. Um, and then the the, the, the the last, sort of, five minutes was great. There were, like, so many false finishes, like, so many close two-counts. Um, like, uh, Jamie Hayter kicked out of the running knee at, like, 2.99, which was just the whole crowd were on their feet at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so cool. The crowd were really good, as well, for this match. They were super hot for it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, um, I think Jimmy H- Hater hit, like, a massive close and then she hit Haterade, and, like, so it took, like, two huge lariats
1: to put you on. She hit Haterade after,
0: like, three attempts as well. Yeah. Like, she kept missing it.
1: She either kept having, like, an answer for it. Um, I can't remember if she kicked out one.
0: She didn't care one, though. She, 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 kick she kicked one. out a big lariat, I think, but not quite, yeah. not Haterade.
1: But she, she come... She kept getting closer and closer, and then when she finally hit it, it was like, "All right, that's
0: yeah, fair." Yeah. <laughs> I I thought this match was phenomenal. I really did. It was it was excellent. It was just it was just like we were saying before about how like people say it's not believable that women can beat men. But fucking look at this because yeah. these women beat the piss out of each other, and they could beat those. I you could tell me after you told me after that match, those two women could beat any man on the AW roster. I would believe you. Yeah, give us Jamie Hicks to this hangover. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just lagging it to fit. So, the souls off After the match way. then, um Britt and Rebel come in, Rebel come in and they start beating down on Sheeta. Um Tony Storm comes out to make the save. Massive tra- massive pop for her. She's still outnumbered, so then Soraya comes out. She makes the save. And then you get like this is like feels like it might be sort of a sort of little faction off. Like we've got a bit like we've got in WE with damage control and Bianca. Um, Asuka Oscar and well we did have the last point we had Oscar and um Alexa like three on three sort of this yeah. is your sort of women's top women's factions now. It, it, it's conveniently a nice way to put Britt back into the top picture even though she's not going for the title.
1: Yeah. Looks we'll I, 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 I think I think that's a good way to keep Britt around like the top of the division. And again it it plays into the whole well you're riding my coattails now as opposed to Which is interesting because yeah, it's
0: gone from like Jamie Hater Riding Brits' coattails to now Brits the riding Jamie's yeah, coattails. Yeah,
1: yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's it's definitely, um, as I say, it's definitely a compelling storyline they've got going with
0: brilliant. Women match getting to main events and getting good time as well. It was excellent. You'd mm. love to see it. More of that, please, yeah, Tony. Yeah, more of that, please. That was awesome. Right, we'll move on to Rampage then so you can, we can talk. We want to talk about Chaotic Energy. We're going to talk about this Battle Royal. This Battle Royal it was amazing. This was legitimately one of my favourite matches of the week because um, it was just chaos um, so we started out with um, well, I'll read you all the teams off so it was AR Fox and Top Floyd the Blackboard Combat Club that being Moxley Claudio and Wheeler Rush Trilistico. I love how Trisco, he's just sticking around as well yeah he, he had the signals match on Dark the other day as well so gr- I, like, I, I think Andrade might be gone guys yeah. <laughs> Roost Tril- Realistico and Preston Vance Kip Sabian the Butcher and the Blade I like that team well, as well Andrade's injured isn't he Injured, yeah. No, no, post the Oh he?
1: Post a picture, oh, of, getting, oh, like, posted a picture <laughs> of him getting like shoulder surgery or something. Did, did
0: he throw his shoulder or spark and something cavar? Probably. <laughs> um yeah, and another team I like is Kip Sabian the Butcher and the Blood. Yeah, I really like that. I think they've got like a good kind of character. Well they've got they've got that sort of link because Ali and the Bunny are friends mm. and then so Kip is with Penel sorry. Allie Penelope, is the, Penelope and Ali are friends, and friends, yeah, and then so Kip's got, obviously Kip's married to Penelope and then she's friends with Ali, or the mm-hmm. bunny, and then she's with uh, the, and they've got that sort of weird, like sort of, this is like, you know, your, your like your extended family, like weirdness sort of built into the faction, you've got like Big Daddy Butcher, like little himbo Kip, and then you've got like the blade just there. Um, <laughs>
1: Tell you what, Butcher, he like, got a good show on this.
0: Yeah, he did great. We had Best Friends Orange Cassidy, the Dark Order, which was Silver, Uno, and I think the only three left it. Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, sad times. Yep. We had the Spanish Announced Project, who came from the Spanish Announce that Table. That was fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> I I was here for that. <laughs> and they all getting eliminated and going back to the Spanish announce team. <laughs> so that
0: was on Helico, Luther and Serpentico. And Helico basically didn't even make it <laughs> to the ring, did he? Have
1: you seen them? They've got fucking heat with the, the Spanish announce
0: team as well. Yeah. The TNA. The Maximo's coming out going, oh, you're still good. Like, fuck off. And then you had Aria Davari, Tony Neeson, Josh Woods who walking out in matching gear. So I'm guessing Trust Busters are just dead now.
1: Which is weird because like it felt like Tony put a load of fucking time into the side tubes K noises yeah and what, what's like who's, who's left in Trust Slim Slim and, and Sunny Kiss and Sonny Kiss oh no because wait there Trustbusters had a match on the dark tapings that have just gone
0: okay but I don't, I don't know what the fuck's happening now then but yeah this match was hilarious so it starts out with Roosh just murdering people yeah I
1: loved I loved the way that Orange like rolled out the ring and then Roosh just starts throwing <laughs> Orange <laughs> <laughs> and Aubrey's like shouting at Rouge, and Rouge is like ah tranquilo <laughs> Rouge just wanted to kill anybody who got in the ring like he legitimately did yeah um, good to see that Preston Vance has gone to Kip Sabian's gear guy as well or girl yeah um, Preston Vance looked really good in this match as well I thought, yeah. he, I thought he had a really good showing his, his gear was like identical to Kip's yeah just with like instead of Kip's like face that like the Preston mask on yeah it was cool but yeah Um there's some cool bits obviously, Dark Order, um and Preston Vance, Brawl
0: and Yeah, they had a bit of a bit of on oh, two. Um, uh, Hangman came out and, and took Moxie out. Well, that was at the end, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. AR, AR Fox and um,
0: Top Flight had a really good show as well. Well they won the thing, so yeah.
1: But I mean but yeah. prior to winning, um there was a some cool like Shikara spots where like Orange Cassidy jumped off the top rope onto Claudio, I think it was Reynolds and Uno. Yeah. And he like floats over, and as he goes to put his hands in his pockets, was it Roosh just like coming back to them?
0: <laughs> there was a moment where. Um, was the butcher? I think in- no, it was Kip. Yeah. There was a moment where Roosh was like, so speaking of like LFI, uh, Roosh, like Preston Vance was like about to get pushed out but like, you know, was like tipping Preston Vance over the top rope, and Roosh just like came in through the bottom rope because he hadn't been of anything, he'd just been on the outside, and instead of helping Preston Vance, he just started battering Orange Cassidy instead. <laughs> Roosh was bossing Roosh was just like absolute an agent of chaos. Um, it's what he always is. He's just he's just like the best. I love. I think he is like. I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously a bit. If Andrade is gone, then fair play, you know we'll always have how you know that was that was a that was a top meme. But like, I'm so happy that rush' has become like the the facto leader of LFI, because he's I, just he's
1: just a fucking lunatic. That's literally what happened like in Mexico. In that Andrade went to Japan. Rush took over like Los Ingobernables. Then Andrade went to a like, back to Mexico, then went to WWE, mm. and Roosh just, like, stayed in charge, and then he took it to Ring of Honor.
0: Like, because Roosh is a crazy person.
1: Oh, Roosh is a lunatic. <laughs> there, there was, I, I saw on um, on uh, YouTube the other day, one of those, like, <laughs> try not to uh, win, like, compilations, mm. and the opening thing was Roosh in a match with Matt Taven, and, like, mate even looking really awkward about having to do something because like essentially roosh just got him to sl- body slam off the apron onto the floor
0: and like just hits the floor like he's hitting like a fucking pancake hitting a pan and it's like what the fuck roosh <laughs> so yeah, so we get down to uh, everything that happens so after like, let's so Moxie gets attacked by hangman then dante takes Moxie out which is nice because it's kind of like revenge for Moxie beating darius um and then, so yeah, they're obviously, like you said, they're setting up Top Flight versus BCC, aren't they, down here? Well, it got announced, didn't it, for, mm-hmm. uh, it was a Dynamite or Rampage? We end up with Claudio alone, with both members of Top Flight, that's the final three. Mm-hmm.
1: And that was awesome, because, like, you got Claudio doing strongman shit, you got Top Flight like, outsmarting There was just two of,
0: two of them just desperately trying to bring Claudio down. There was that, that finished spot, was it, like, was it the... I, I, I can't even
1: fucking fathom what it was. Essentially, didn't Darius throw Dante into Claudio from like a powerbomb position? Yeah, Dante then used his momentum to like rana both of them out the ring. So Darius
0: was like the sole survivor. Think so. Yeah, something like that. It yeah. was like, how? God, Like is so good. Yeah, so the AR, AR Fox and Tophlight win. Um, I mean, like I like said, ADO, a- 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 we never miss with a battle roll, do they? they always no, They, they yeah, always do a really good job. really good at them. Yeah, next up then we had Eddie Kingston. Ortiz came out to cut a promo. Um, I really like this. Oh, That's like, awesome. Malachi basically just basically said, "Oh, do you really trust Ortiz?" Like,
1: hmm. if you, why why do you think we'd leave him? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Just Malachi is just fucking awesome. Yeah, awesome.
0: and then it had Eddie Kingston was like giving it Ortiz a bit of side eye afterwards. Yeah. Because uh, Eddie wanted a match or
1: Eddie wanted just to fight. I, I thought I thought Ortiz was going to attack Eddie the way he was stood <laughs> like after the lights went out. Um, yeah I I think if this is what we're getting even if it's like Eddie King's and a Malachi Black the, the fucking promos alone are going to be insane yeah, like yeah they're going to be outstanding just, just
0: put on I mean I'm wearing a Malachi Black shirt right now uh, just put all my favourites together that, that's great I'm wearing a Lucha Libre shirt for Roosh and next up then Jay Cargill squashed Virk uh, Vixen which is fine Virk Vixen look quite good yeah uh, yeah yeah. had moments then Ruby Soho where wants to take on Tay and Anna Jade, she's got Willow Nightingale to help her which is fun and she was fuming about Willow wanting to fist bump her it was like are you fucking messing you know what you're getting with you know, Yeah, you if, know. if Willow wants to fist bump you you fucking fist
1: bump Willow Yeah. You're an absolute sweetheart
0: yeah and then you so had that um, Wardo talked about his match with Samoa Joe Alex Malvez saw Will Hobbs do a murder did. he did he probably killed that Alex Malvez as well to be fair <laughs> um, oh. and then yeah um, Mark Henry so this is down to the main event um, Max Caster can't compete because of the, the picks they beat down he got last week he got the acoustic equaliser from Jeff Jarrett Yeah, Nino Nino he hit him with the guitar um, Hit him again Hit him again and then we had yeah, the other main event Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Billy Gunn and Anthony Bones. and I to see Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn being on two sides because as Billy Gunn was like alluding to in the pre-match interview they've, they've got you know known like 20 years they've got loads of history yeah and that was really cool to see them both on the same side of, on different sides. Um, there was some nice zingers and um, that that, um, that new Jarrett and Lethal music's curse. Oh, that was that was horrendous. Yeah, was, in in the best possible. way. I had to be because that that you can tell like that was what they were doing. It's the worst mashup since Judas and MJ's music. <sighs> Remember that? That was fucking. <sighs> war that crime. for
1: like the three weeks we had that, <laughs> yeah.
0: and it was like please stop. So Max Castor comes out with some really good lyrics on his rap. Yeah, that was good. He said he was going to send Lethal and Jarrett back to the Impact Zone, so. <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Uh, so much in Texas, they in want to shut down at the power grid, which was very topical. Yeah. And the acclaimed had titles like Popovich, who is a legendary Texas football coach. Mm-hmm. Or basketball coach, I think. Um, yeah, he's a great Popovich. Real, uh, real, real well-respected guy. So yeah, Max Caster with some good raps. Um Lots of scissoring obviously. And yeah. All the scissors. Fun match. Um but yeah, Garrett and Lethal picked the win because of Fuggery. Yes, they did. Oh we also sorry, you also called uh, Satnam sing Singh. Um basically knock off Great Collie. Oh no, what was he called? It wasn't the Great
1: Carly, it was something else. It was Carly, but it was like Yeah, it was like a,
0: a like a skit on that. Yeah. Car Connor is lame <laughs> Carly?
1: Something like that, but it's yeah. Fucking brilliant. It was it was
0: really, really good. Uh Max, Max was on fire with the rats. But yeah, really it so took. yeah, obviously you had all the all the sort of fuckery. Uh there was one point where Sanjay got up on the on the uh, apron and he, I think was Gunn gun hit him so hard his pencil like flew out behind his ear. Oh Sanjay, he's so good. He's just there, he's just willing to just get shot on every 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 time his knees he Yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah, good match. Um it said it's a bit of a shock that the acclaimed lost Well, it wasn't the acclaimed, it was Daddy and Billy took the pin yeah Billy took the pin which is fine L- lest we forget that so yeah really good for Rampage good, good AEW yeah. yeah right I think that's going to do us for our weekend wrestling so we'll have a very quick break if you're listening on Jack's radio and you should because uh, you get some boss music You can. Have, and it's Christmas so I'm pulling out all the stops as so we nothing's off the board we've got some System Down, we've got some Depth tones and some Stained going all the way back to oh it's been a while since today oh to 2002 right, we'll see you all in a few minutes for some news Are you having trouble sleeping or always feel tired it's time to try recovery pm and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin the problem with that is if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place that melatonin is going to make you irritable Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium, so you're going to relax and then experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by lack of sleep your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and guys, that includes in the bedroom. Did you know that lack of sleep reduces your testosterone by as much as aging 10 years? So upgrade to recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel. Thousands of people already have and over 85% of them come back for more. So now, Jay, I know you have been taking recovery PM for the past few weeks. Yeah. Last Uh,
1: uh, three weeks or so.
0: How have you been finding it?
1: Um, I'm honestly finding it really good. Um, I've noticed my sleep's a lot more regular, like a lot more regulated, I should say. Um, I'm no nowhere near as groggy when I wake up. And definitely my, less irritable. Definitely less irritable. Um <laughs> again it's it's benefiting me because I've started a new job and obviously my sleep has drastically changed.
0: Um, Especially like you I know, without without giving too much away, you, you've been working from home, so you've been obviously you've been doing that thing that mm-hmm. everyone who works from home does, where you wake up like ten minutes before they meant to start work. Yeah. So well, for
1: you not, for you being able to wake not up and the pills... day, full hour, mate.
0: <laughs> so for you like being able to wake up feel sharp, like straight from the bath. Yeah. Is, is really beneficial.
1: Oh, That's awesome. I'm I'm not a morning person at all. I'm terrible at like when I wake up. I'm terrible at kind of like sort of motivating myself to. Do anything for the first like sort of 10 15 minutes or more week,
0: yeah. Really I, 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 I can tell this definitely been working for you because the disco has been a lot quieter at night time with you not posting all the time, so
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: uh, so if people want to follow in your footsteps, Jay, and they want to get hold of some of this recovery PM and improve their sleep, how can they do it?
1: Uh, go to recoverypm.com and use our code UWP all in caps mm-hmm. uh, at the checkout for 15% off your order. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also use that at legacy subs.com as well um same code and yeah 15 percent off it uh, really helps the podcast out um means we can do a lot more cooler stuff that we're kind of like looking at doing um in the new year
0: and if you're wondering where recovery pm comes from it's um sort of spearheaded by nick aldous who is yeah. a high high level professional athlete he knows exactly what he's talking about he's ran legacy subs for a number of years now he really he knows the game he knows what it's all about um we had him on, the,
1: on an interview as well and he kind of gave us a bit of a background on the company
0: within the interview oh so, so yeah go check that out if you want to learn more and yeah get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com Yeah. and we are back okay so we're going to rattle through some news um there's not an awful lot of news this week obviously it's sort of like the the sort of downtime in the industry, everything's sort of shutting down for Christmas. People aren't, like, donating too mad. We've got a few bits of bobs we'll talk about. you got scoops today. Uh, something, something first that gives me the fear. <laughs> the first piece of news. Impact Wrestling has filed a trademark of the name Santino Marella. Oh, thank you. Apparently this trademark expired in 2021. So I really hope this is just Impact jumping on it for, because they want it. They do work with the memory on again. Like, they've used the battle arts academy
1: to, like... Um, like sort of bring in young talents oh stuff right
0: that okay that. so it's not necessarily meaning that Santino is has got imminently going to debut in the impact so... Mhm. That f- probably is I mean you might do you never know he did the same with Johnny Swinger didn't he mm. a bit of a swinglet. yeah so that's fair enough yeah um, Yeah, I mean Santino Marella can he still go is he still when did he last wrestle I mean even if he just appears on it's like a character he wrestled for impact under his real name, against
1: I'm pretty sure it was Austin Aries, you know. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Um Like I think it was like 2018,
0: 2019. Yeah. No thanks. Fair. Um, yeah, it's no from me. <laughs> right then, moving on then. Um, WrestleVotes reported this week that the rumored scheduled WWE show in India, due to take place on the 18th of January, has been postponed for unspecified reasons. Dave Meltzer reported that WWE's India television partner Sony 6 wanted the event and the show to be built around Indian talent and top stars. Meltzer wrote, "Quote: the decision was made by Sony 6 which is merging with Z in India to hold off the show until the merger is finalised. The merger was expected to go it's expected to go through in April so the show will now take place after April. It's interesting obviously WWE have never formally announced this as a show. It was always just sort of rumoured. It was like a placeholder wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Sad Jinder Mahal Ah, I, just... uh, I can't wait for a ring kicking too. <laughs> what? Yeah. What if? What if Jarrett gets 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 in there first? Yeah. and Does another ring kicking? What? What? What if? What if Steiner and Braun Breaker <laughs> cause a riot? Go over there, <laughs> cause mayhem, cause civil unrest, and then beat um, the shit out of Indershire in the share in front of their adoring public. And then Greg Collie has to come in well, like y- what's then actually. So
1: in the share. Uh, an Indian tag team and NXT, Via Mahan and mm. formerly he was called Saurabh, now he's called Sanger. Right okay. Um they're fine. They're, they're just big lads.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with um, that
1: that's cool. Via Mahan is actually subject of the film Million Dollar Own. Oh that's okay. Um which is starts John Hamm about uh, making a um Indian town pool for baseball.
0: Oh nice. Um, Sweet.
1: yeah. Um but yeah, they were actually held off uh, wrestling in NXT for a few weeks because of this event. So there must have been mm. there must have been something I in have, the pipeline. I must, have, I must have been prepping for something. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. obviously they're like two of the biggest Indian stars they've got within the company. Yeah, Saji and the Maulnoises. Um, I mean, and Shanky or whatever he's called, wherever he is. Yeah, <laughs>
0: still still on the books. Yeah. Is he just doing that... Um, He's dancing for a bit. He was like Carly too. Is he just doing that JTG shit where he just gets paid for like seven years without wrestling the match? I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> before he
1: gets released. I think that's probably likely. Um, but yeah, they, they were actually pulled from um, NXT Titans because they're meant to be having a match with the Creed brothers, which Oh, is, right, it's okay. I mean, two tag teams I, I would like to see.
0: It's a whole lot of men to be knocking the shit out of each other, isn't it?
1: you seen the Creed Brothers before?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know I know. they
1: Co- are, yeah. A couple, couple of horses, couple like, like modern-day Steiners. A couple of
0: big boys. Mm. Yeah, they're more like Steiners than the actual Steiners they have on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> the good lads. Yeah, all right, then, moving on. Next up, we have uh, WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather, or The Godfather, or Papa Shango. Yeah, podcast. oh okay. Charles. Only Charles. Charles. Top lad, yeah. Carmel Mustafa. Man I've spoken to personally via the medium of D'Lo Brown. I'll taker. Yeah, man I've spoken to personally via the medium of D'Lo Brown's phone. <laughs>
1: I like spoken to him personally by the medium of assignment.
0: yes uh, yeah he's a nice guy he's a good uh, he underwent hip surgery this week oh. in a post on Facebook he initially wrote finally getting that hip surgery done in a second post he shared an update following the surgery to confirm that it's success he said quote hip replacement surgery went real well and I will say that morphine is a hell of a drug thumbs up emoji cloud emoji times four train emoji I hope he's okay.
1: <laughs> he sounds have, like he's doing alright. Have, have you heard the Undertaker story about him on the Stone Cold podcast? No, no. Wait, so, like, he, he's obviously, he's like, Undertaker's best mate, isn't he? Yeah. So, like, they, they'd, like, get on the uh, Jack Daniels and coax while they were, like, on the road. And Undertaker's, like, the amount of times he's put me to bed, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, brother, take my watch, take my watch. <laughs> like, drunkenly gives him his watch, and the next morning, like, Charles goes up to him and goes, is your watch back, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thanks, man. It's an expensive watch.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, we wish, um, wish Charles Red all the best. Uh, hopefully, we can get him back to the UK again soon as well. And we can get him and Dilo down and to down, down, down to the brewery, yeah, hang out with them. Dilo's big Liverpool fan, so that's always. Dilo's obviously still big, big pals with Charles Red. They both live in Vegas. Yeah. Um, Dilo's big Liverpool fan. He's over all the time. Does so does Dilo work in cheeses with Charles? No, no. I think I think. It's, I don't know. Love the idea. No, he's, I don't know. Dealers up to now because he's just left Impact, hasn't he? Since when we like when he when he last spoke, when I last went to the with yeah, when I last went to that evening with him, he talked a lot about um, how he loved working in Impact and how it was like a really cool job. So I don't know what he what he does now with his life, but no, hopefully he's doing what he's doing. Okay. Uh, next up, then, um, some exciting news. If you like your podcast and if you listen to this, you probably do. Uh, Dax Harwood from FTR is getting into the podcast business. Yeah. The podcast will be titled FTR with Dax Harwood. It's going to be co hosted by Matt Coon, K O O N, who mm. co hosted the Gentleman Villain podcast with William Regal. Um, so, obviously, with Regal going back to WE, that means the Gentleman Villain podcast is going to an end. It's a shame. Gentleman Sad. villain was amazing. Sad times. But Matt Coon's a really good co host. Like, he's a very good interviewer. Mm. Um, well, what's interesting is the first guest on the FTR podcast is it? CM Punk. Fuck off, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's over there, I, didn't, I can't see that mate <laughs> yes the first episode mm-hmm. comes out of the 29th so in two days time when you listen to this and CM Punk is the to, first guest I'm
1: going to have to listen to that aren't <laughs>
0: that could be Cold Cabana 2 couldn't it <laughs> well it, interestingly is that is that all your news I've got one more piece one more. it's a big one but I'll just crib it a bit okay yeah, so yeah, I mean I'm gonna be listening to that new podcast. I think it's gonna be really I, I, I like Dax as well. I think he's got he's got a really nice voice for podcast. I think he's got he's got that drawl, hasn't he? That he's, little, very, he's
1: very laid back when he's a, talking. Yeah, he's got that nice cadence. I remember I am sure he's done a podcast with Colt. And I listened to that and it was quite
0: Yeah, so Mike Colt? So so new AEW hiree Mike Mansuri was on Rene Paquette's sessions podcast this week. Cool. Uh, I'm not gonna go through everything on this because it's a massive like transcript of the interview. This was transcribed by WrestlingNews.co excellently very well done so this is the verbatim from um the podcast he talks about um his time in WWE he said he, he basically used to work in NXT with Triple H he really liked it it was um and this I think this informed a lot about why he decided to come to WWE. he said when he was working in NXT it felt like he was very it was very anti-WWE what he was doing it was like the sort of the sort of you know the black sheep of the family it was like mm. a, a very different product um he he said that the reason he left, for a couple of reasons. One, that he wasn't getting developed any further, because he was, he was always sort of being spoke about as a successor to Kevin Dunn. yeah, And that never sort of happened, because Kevin Dunn just never left. Uh, and then he talks about his schedule, which sounds insane. So I'll just, I'll just quote this out. So he said, the last six months before he left WWE, he said, I would do Raw on Mondays. Tuesday, I would fly from wherever we were in the world to LA to go do backstage. Take a red eye from LA on Tuesday night to Orlando, sleep on the plane, do NXT, which at that point was live on USA. Work office hours on Thursday, then fly back to New York or Triple H on the Wednesday night. Get home at two or two thirty. Thursday I was doing office hours Thursday, kind of prepping for everything to come after. Friday we do SmackDown. Saturday maybe a down day, and then Sunday was like a pay per view every other week. That's insane. <laughs> <isn't> that? <laughs> that, that makes my brain hurt thinking about it. Yeah, at least like with
1: AEW, really. He's on the. Well, he's got the dark tapings, which he tends to do like once a month
0: now. So he said, in terms of professional development, it was always inferred. And I think that at some point, maybe even formalised, You anything ever happened, though, if he decided to retire, that I was going to be the success to Kevin Dunn. But at that point, I was self-aware enough to know that I couldn't do it. And not in the sense that I couldn't do the shows. But it's more so the business end of the non-TV side of that role, because there's more to what Kevin does when you're sitting in a truck and line producer role. And he got grown tired of hearing we can't figure out what to do with you until we know what Kevin's future is. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, me? he said his review was always, you're doing a great job, you're killing it, but we don't really know what to do until we get an understanding of what Kevin's future is. Um, and then so he talks a bit about, I'm not going to the to the, to the actual quotes, but there's obviously he's come over and like we, we know that from 4th of January there's going to be a, a sort of design change for AW. We, see, we saw a bit of it on like that little clip they put out the other day, that 15-second trailer. With all like the neon lights and the, it looks a bit like gladiators from the nineties on on TV, which I'm big into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, on a personal level, for me, I think that's really that's exciting. So
1: cool. I, I, um, so to answer to what you've got actually, because this kind of like dovetails in with it nicely. Um, Tony Khan also did a podcast. which you come on today? Uh, with Grapsity, good friends. Uh, the podcast Phil Lindsay on that. Oh, nice. Um, did you and, thought, was he talking to Phil Lindsay? Yeah. oh sweet yeah he was talking to Phil uh, Righteous Reg um Will Washington oh nice um, and what one of the one of the kind of things he obviously talks about is the sort of like presentation change and um, and he said like he basically said uh, I'm I'm going to commit to not doing the finger poker doom on January the 4th obviously because a AWWCW comparisons, um, but that he's really excited with like kind of the, the direction they're going in as mm. far as a visual kind of change, you um, know. He also kind of talked about the the UK event, where he said he doesn't know when he's going to be announcing the show because he's working on some logistics, which is frightening news for any any UK based AEW fans who are desperate for them to come over. Well I'm
0: on the verge of booking a holiday to America and I don't want to do it until I know when AEW is going to be over here because I don't want the nightmare scenario for me is I go to America and then AEW comes to the UK at the same time.
1: Yeah like Troy and Elliot that they knew would clash of the castle. Yeah. Although to be fair he could have gone to All Out. <laughs> he could have gone to see CM Punk eating muffins on the street. <laughs> um, on the to- on the topic of CM Punk i um, there's all the did also like mention that saying that CM Punk and FTR was supposed to be a trio this summer, which would kind of indicate that they were going to be in the trios tournament. Oh yeah, that would have been interesting. Um and also
0: That kind of explains why there were no plans for FTR for the last couple of months. Yeah.
1: And and also um that he he got asked outright, will we see CM Punk and AEW in twenty twenty three? He was like, I can't talk about that. Fair. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's a there was a couple of other like little bit tidbits as well that he kind of like mentioned on obviously about like
0: when are we getting um, trios? but oh wait until no, we after to the end. <laughs>
1: um but the, the the other big one was um about Ring of Honor. Um and obviously with Supercard of Honor he's, he's always kinda of said that I don't want to run WrestleMania because that's their thing. I want to kind mm. of keep but he said with with Supercard of Honor because Ring of Honor already did that. He feels like it's a good way to kind of get more people what like checking out Ring of Honor. Well,
0: that's it by, by doing it in the area because it's it's not just like I know it's, it's WrestleMania's thing, but you also have like the collective happening at the same time. Yeah, like it's it's, it's so it's like a big wrestling festival I, almost in whatever city it goes to, isn't it? Because you have not just got the WWE machine there; you've got like GCW there with all their shows.
1: Yeah, so like
0: when when I went
1: to WrestleMania. Which was like almost ten years ago.
0: Hang on, you went to WrestleMania thirty. Don't fucking start. <laughs> you know what I did. Um, you mean you got, the I've, cup right uh, there. got a cup? Right, got right there with it on.
1: Um, <laughs> so yeah, when 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 I went, there was literally, um, like the WWE stuff and Super Cardiff on it, and then there was the possibility of like I think there was like one or two like just like. Garbage indie shows just running out in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but there wasn't anything
0: on the scale of what it become, like three or four years later. I think we're at the point now where if I went to WrestleMania weekend, I wouldn't go to WrestleMania. I'd just go to all the GCW shows amongst them.
1: Yeah, I, I was talking about like I literally had that conversation with Ryan because he, he's going, um, isn't he? In, yeah, in, in twenty twenty three, and I was like, well, I'd love to do it again, but I don't think I'd go. Go to WrestleMania for the money like, they'd
0: want for WrestleMania. I think I'd just go to the Collective instead. I'd rather
1: just go to the Collective. I mean, that's all in like the middle of fucking nowhere, in like yeah, but it is also in the Ukrainian Cultural Center, which is like their fucking homes, like one of their like home grounds. Oh, right, okay. And it's like it's it's like the equivalent of like with WWE. Obviously, they've got on the East Coast Madison Square Garden, on the West Coast they've got like the Staples Center. Yeah, it's like that um, for GCW. um but yeah, I'd I'd probably be more inclined to do that. Do the Ring of Honor shows. The amount of fringe stuff that you get at WrestleMania now, um, it's worth going as a fan just to see that. Yeah. I mean, WrestleMania is amazing. I'd, I'd I'd recommend any wrestling fan do it once because it's like the spectacle of it.
0: Yeah, it's so many people watch the most people you'll ever see in the Western world watching a wrestling show. when, when I
1: when I booked my tickets To um, to 30, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going to happen on the card. And obviously, like, when when the card started coming together, it was like it's Randy Orton versus Batista. I was like, you fucking messing. (laughs) But then part of me was like, but it's WrestleMania. So.
0: At least it's Randy Orton and it's Batista. Alright, you might not not care much about them wrestling each other, but to to see both of them is quite cool. Yeah.
1: And because it was the 30th anniversary, you knew, like, they were going to. Like, obviously next year. Well, not
0: next year. It wasn't the 30th anniversary, it was the 30th show. No, it's the 29th anniversary. Twenty. The day you the, the day you get married isn't your first anniversary. I know, right? I know, because yeah, WWE. It's Michael Cole just put that into everyone's brain. Give me brain worms. Um, <laughs> but like
1: twenty twenty four is WrestleMania forty. I'd be com- I could be convinced mm. to do that because it's the fortieth like show they've done, mm. and it'll probably be one where they'll try and do something huge.
0: Yeah. Um. We yeah, want to take it back one last time.
1: Well, have Roman hold on to and just break the streak. But who then? Braun Breaker. The, the, the actual breaker. Von Wagner. Von Wagner. Come Tuesday. himself. this
0: WrestleMania is come Tuesday.
1: Come Tuesday. Um, but yeah, like the it it's one of them. Like there's there's that much cruel shit going on WrestleMania you now. It's worth going just for the fringe shit. Yeah. Oh, you, fair you, you might get
0: just one grey sweatpants battle <laughs> right then I think that'll wrap us up for the news we'll have another quick break again if you're on Jack's radio you can have some music we're going to have some Coheed and Cambria some Hives and some Offspring i will see you back in a few minutes okay and we're back we're going on to our final section of the show which is Talking Points now I haven't shown Jay any of these so he doesn't know what's coming back I,
1: I haven't like just to pull the curtain back Ben's got his laptop open but I can't really read the screen also, it's, it's on the
0: bottom of the screen, so you
1: can't see it. And also, yeah, like I, I haven't been able to see any of this, which means he's gonna surprise motherfucking me with some stuff. Which so is we'll really
0: start, fun. we'll start with the first one. So first question: something a bit festive, so it's seasonal. Uh, which wrestler would you most like to give a Christmas present to, and what would you give them?
1: Takesh the cinnamon bun
0: oh, I mean that's obvious isn't it a lot of or a puppy a puppy I mean, yeah a puppy dressed
1: as a cinnamon
0: bun is that not dangerous huh? that guy yeah he wouldn't need the puppy he'd <laughs> <laughs> think it's too cute he'd
1: cuddle it um, yeah
0: if, 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 again this is this is once again a reminder that if you're not following to on Twitter please do because it's the most heartwarming thing ever it's just him All,
1: although we did say for Christmas this year he wants to wrestle more so
0: and he wants everyone to have a nice time and to wrestle more
1: I'd, I'd probably try and just book a rematch with him and Lee Moriarty. Um, probably Takeshita Jungle Boy would be nice.
0: I would give either Takeshita or Eddie Kingston an AW title. Yeah. Maybe the AW title.
1: Or, or other than that, Shayna
0: Baszler, Warhammer. Lots of. Just take her to Warhammer World again and move us uh,
1: Yeah, take take her to the Warhammer World. Claudio like, can come as well. And Claudio, yeah, of course, Claudio can come. And um what's the name? Oh, Shane Smith, uh, the the horse woman who doesn't wrestle anymore. Jessamyn Duke. Yeah. She's, in, she's into a forty k. She did a stream of. Are they
0: playing Dark Tide?
1: She did a stream of me Yim, and
0: Shane are playing Dark. Oh, I need to watch that. I've been playing. I've been playing. We're gonna go like, off on time. It's like t- seven hours. I've been playing a lot of Dark Tide lately, and it is very, very good. I would say I would I would I, play it with Jay, but it's not on the Xbox yet. So. I can't wait for it to come on the Xbox. I love. But that being said, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh,
1: find a way to play Dawn of War soon.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, well, anything else I can think of? Oh, I'd like to give Moxie. So reading John Moxie's book, I'd like to give him a really nice sandwich, because he really appreciates good really
1: sandwiches. Cute. I'd like to get Biggie a hockey jersey of some sort, because it's a nice little reminder from a Brody, mm. and
0: also because Biggie likes the way
1: hockey jays and as we
0: recording this this is actually uh, two years the, the two year, year, year anniversary of passing as, as we record the states on Boxing Day it's yeah, fucking insane yeah that's madness I remember Sarah waking up at like three in the morning on like Christmas night to tell me yeah that, it was madness <laughs> um, um, and what else I feel like I'd, I'd want to get John Silver something but I don't know what I thought not so many things <laughs> so he said on Twitter that someone got for Christmas someone got him $600 worth of sushi Oh, I'd I'd like to get
1: session, Martina, all the alcohol. Just lots, whatever she wants. So, yeah. just, just give give just her give her like a, a I don't know a hundred pound Weatherstone voucher. Go, go on,
0: let, let her go on the session. Get, yeah. get, get her a gift cover bargain booze. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Silver. gets meat. I think the chilies. I know, but chilies.
1: John John Silva, I'd pay Wardlow five hundred dollars to give him hugs at random. Intervals, just of pick him like, up like a baby. Yeah, like a of like of random moments of the year, like he just walk past and just pick him up and
0: pick him up like a baby and put him on his shoulder, give him a snuggle, <laughs> just like just cuddle with it. I mean, that'd be dead sweet. Um, and Evil Uno, because whatever, whatever he wants.
1: R.J. City an A.W. contract.
0: I mean, that man is the hardest working guy. who's not saying A.W. He's he's so he's so good. <laughs> did
1: Did you see Did you see what he said on the Christmas special of AEW No, no. Because have you seen it yet? Who's it with? It's with Danhausen dressed as Santa. Oh shit! Um, and basically, it, it, it's it's literally titled Danhausen rude's Christmas for RJ. And uh, RJ sits on Danhausen's lap and asks if he can get an all the graphic.
0: <laughs>
1: and he's like, I don't even know if I'll be doing this show next year, but that's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like man, he, he's so good, he's so fucking good. Is he, him um, his podcast actually with the uh, the new day, like on their podcast is. Mm. Phenomenal, because it's just RJ and Biggie, just like, <laughs> just like bouncing off
0: one another, popping on each other. Yeah,
1: yeah. And <laughs> yeah, like they love RJ City, like they think he's like the funniest guy, and RJ's just like just talking to Biggie about all kinds. He's so
0: quick though, isn't he? Like he's, he's so fucking funny.
1: He's he's brilliant actually. Uh, and Jasmine Duke sh- streams as well. She streams with RJ. Oh, nice. And th- she plays Phasmophobia with him. <laughs> <laughs> and when he gets killed he's like the most passive aggressive person <laughs> ever <laughs> he's just so snarky he's like oh yeah I died because you let the ghost get me <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh excellent it's so entertaining it was I mean I get I get daddy ass somebody scissors as well obviously obviously so he can scissor everybody some reinforce it's, it's, it's still crazy that we're here at the end of 2022 and scissor me daddy asses not only something people say but something I have on a t-shirt yeah
1: I'd got um I'd get Jonathan Gresham um the, cop- rec- the recognition he deserves. A copy of the PWI five hundred. <laughs> a replica ring up on the title.
0: Framed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, I shouldn't make jokes about Jonathan Gresham, he's a lovely man. He's an absolute sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, he's a he nice gave guy us one guy. of our first like big interviews we ever did. Um, which was this year. Would've been nice was-
0: if we'd stayed in AW, you know, maybe we could have written his coat to us a bit more. But hey, you've got to do it right for yourself. He, 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 offered, he offered to do it on
1: with us when he got signed, to be fair. No, right? We just didn't have. Didn't,
0: like, couldn't didn't match up. Um, do you know what I get, Nick Alders? Some Recovery PM. Oh, yeah. And I go to recoverypm.com and use the code UPW. UW, mean, UWP or CAPS to yeah, get attempts. Use the right code tasty otherwise, yeah. we won't get any, <laughs> any, like. Use the code UWP to get tempestroy. money off. At recoverypm.com with the best sleep of your to, life. To be fair.
1: Like my dad's been having sleep problems recently, so I've been giving him them, and he's like, he's gone how? these took my fucking bottle, in. oh nice, took one of my bottles. in.
0: <laughs> so that was that was good of him. So there you go, prove that it works. Yeah, it's he's, he's been taking it for like a week, and he's like, so if the, if the wrestler in your life is having sleep issues, recovery PM. Uh, anything else? Um, Nick Aldis, I got like a contract with WWE or AW. I think I think I mean I'm an AW fan, but I think WWE is where he needs to be. Yeah,
1: I I I was. He, I needs, talking, he, he needs the Cody treatment. I was talking to you guys about it. and I was like, the the best way to fantasy book Nick Aldis would be having like enter in the rumble and eliminate
0: Cody. Mm. And we can get Cody Aldous too. have him be or like because he is just the British version of Cody, isn't he? Like you know, yeah, he's fucking awesome. He's he's like that pompous sort of like you know.
1: He he did he did um a promo at House of Glory recently. He had a match with Jacob Fatu. Oh nice. And you cut like this heelish promo, and like those people like tweeting from the show, how's this guy not signed like, to one of the big two companies?
0: I'd get house. Again. Even Impact,
1: fucking hell, get him as like the fucking kind of like crown jewel of Impact.
0: Yeah. Don't do that, mate. Yeah, I
1: know, but like n- not TNA, like in Impact. <laughs> remember the Dixieland match. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like actual Impact. Yeah. Where, but, where, like, where, it's, it's, where
0: it's good, where I can just like go against Josh Alexander all the time and Yeah. Of, like, that have like having to fight like the fucking cult well, like, like Jeff Hardy f- it's like the fucking Lucha Underground light <laughs> yeah just do that great God, God I think when Eric Young got murdered so Hardy went back to WWE <laughs> he did he did I should probably do a WWE won't you because otherwise I'm, I feel really biased I'd get Joey Janela a big snake cause he's Joey Janela's not a WWE no <laughs> yeah, but you know I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of guys that come to my head but because he, he that, I, that, I'd that, get that, Joey Janela and
1: Miley Cyrus see
0: I'd get him a big snake. I'd
1: get Cole Roderick an arcade machine because
0: he was desperate to go to um, we, a we to go. had a
1: big conversation with him when he was over about arcades because he said he loved, he's he got an arcade bar by him that he loves. Yeah,
0: well i to take him to he's actually born next we'll time yeah, he's over. Yeah, ready to He's over the ain't he? Yeah, I mean I feel like he's going to be in the mood to go for, to an arcade bar after that to be fair. Yeah, it be alright. Like making you stop bleeding on Teenage Mutant Ninja Stop bleeding on WrestleFest, you lunatic. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'd get, i get... What would I get? What would I get, Daddy? Just a big load of weed, I guess. Yeah, Daddy likes it. He does like it. Um, anyone WWE? To go? I'd get Roman to drop the tiles. <laughs> hey, does that count? <laughs> I'd
1: get Cody and you raise a razor blade. So you're gay.
0: <laughs> just gig it's like a form of therapy. Just,
1: just, just gig. Oh, I get Cody some leeches so he can bloodlet without having to actually bleed. Like, it's like it's physical therapy. Yeah, just so his shoulders doesn't like explode again.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of who else. There's I there. don't know any of you guys well enough to, to like have inside jokes about them. I'd get both. I'd get both. Um, I, I'd get. I'd, I'd get th- the new day. Oh no! Sorry, I would get
1: Xavier Woods something to do with Golden Girls because he's obsessed yeah with
0: it. I get both KO and Sami Zayn a copy of Death Before the Sono 12 in uh, 2012 which was their um, the f- at the end of their feud Ladder War no it wasn't Ladder War it was the match it was just the end the final match um, where Kevin Steen lost the other to late retire from Ring of Honor yeah. and it was the most disgusting match I've ever seen in my I, entire
1: life i I shown Ryan um,
0: Ladder War oh and he nearly did the sick when the, <laughs> the finish in Spartan so in in the final match, not only did um, El Generico brainbuster Kevin Steen on top of the turnbuckle, like onto the turnbuckle. Yeah, he does all the time. Um, Kevin Steen then package drove El Generico on top of the turnbuckle as well. <laughs> Fuck
1: off! I I have I not seen this match right. I need to get on a. I, I'd I'd get
0: me on a club. So you can watch all this so sick, the sick action. But also that that pet nap preview also had um, the Briscoes and their dad versus Kings of Wrestling and Shane Hagadone. Shane Hagadone, who now works for AW as a graphics producer, mm. and has commented and has DM'd Top Rope asking if we can, we can send some beers to the US. You Yeah. yeah. And, because the last time fucking John Silver forgot the beginning just drank it up. You send some to John Silver, <laughs> and he was meant to take he was meant to take FTR some cans, and he just forgot. So Dax Dax, my at DMs like, where the fuck's the beer bailer? I go, shit. Did Silver not bring it to the taping? He was like, no. And I'm like, oh. Why did you send to Silver? Because he gave us he was the only one who gave us, gave us his address. That's
1: fair. <laughs> well, that that's on Dax. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking sent Dax.
0: So yeah, there we go. Right, we're going to our final one. Our final one. So we're gonna. I know we're gonna do a. So we are gonna do a best of podcast. Um, at some point over the next week or so racking up from 2022, but this is one that I think is a bit more general, so we're probably not going to cover on the podcast. Just what's been your favourite wrestling moment from 2022, and you can pick a few if you like. Moments, favourite wrestling moments, and not necessarily a match, or it could be anything—not necessarily a match, not necessarily a promo. Because what's been your favourite? Like, you can have more than one if you've got a few things that really stood out for you.
1: Um, I'm gonna say the first thing that came to my mind was GCW weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick something out of that. I mean. But no, more more just the fact that it was all of us together. We were all kind of like loving the wrestling. It was all good wrestling. It'll be the
0: first night we got hammered. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, at all three days I was a fucking. I I don't I don't know how I managed to carry on drinking the following day. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I, I'm surprised they didn't get alcohol poison. Um Yeah, they they were. Awesome. We had so much fun.
0: It was it was lovely, because it was like, just the back end of summer, so the weather was still nice, but it wasn't too hot. Um, we had an Indian summer this year, didn't we? So yeah. It was fucking lovely the more. And it was just, yeah. It like was just short, I, two of the shows. I couldn't pick, I couldn't pick like a moment, out of that whole weekend. It was just the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. But even,
1: even like us just hanging out with like, the wrestlers as well, and just getting to chat with them, like we, and remember me and you had like, a conversation with MLJ for a little while. Yeah. Just like, it, in an area, and but um, like spoke to Cole Radrick as soon as we got in and then he kept coming up to us. I remember,
0: like after the first show, we were out in the smoking area, and I was fucking wrecked because Truman was drinking rum at like five o'clock. I you know, the no, it was rum. It was rum. He's a piece of shit. And I was with tequila, Mike and tequila. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was something It was something bad. And I was at, we were, I was out in the smoking area I to Emil um, and like Cole Radrick came over, and like, I just started. He had his like Indiana Colts baseball cap on, and I just like not not like aggressively. I just started like jokingly going off on him because I had Matt Ryan as my fancy quarterback, and the Colts were shit. And he was like, yeah, mate, I know. Cole, Cole Radrick was like <laughs> legit one of the coolest people I met that
1: week. Like he's so fucking cool. As did Jordan Alder. you Alder was awesome.
0: Yeah, um, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne I was like, Nick Wayne has the voice of like a thirty-five-year-old man. Yeah, <laughs> but he's, he's like seventeen. When we like I got picture taken with him, and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." He's like, "Yeah, no problem, dude." And I was like, "What yeah, the fuck?"
1: But, um, he's like, he's like a new Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, oh right, Nick Wayne's no going as the way he'll be next year. Man.
0: Yeah. Oh shit.
1: Get Nick Wayne and Dante Martin just to have like the give, first. Give the, him the, 20 the, minutes. They have the first match
0: where neither wrestler touches the floor oh, the entire yeah. match for twenty minutes
1: yeah that'd be good um, I'm telling you what else one thing actually that's been really cool for me is obviously we did like the interview with Tate Mapers mm. and now whenever we see Tate he's like made up to see us yeah Tate's like always been like I know hey, see- he breaks character to the point like where he's like <laughs> it'll be in character when we're taking pictures and shit but like he'll be, like, I'm really happy with you guys it would probably be fucking few and I've just said that on the podcast <laughs> but yeah um,
0: another one for me um, just it's not a moment, but it's just with discovering Wrestle Island. Yeah, I've spoke a lot about Wrestle Island on the podcast. I really do I like it a lot. I think I like the promotion. I love the ethos behind it. I love just the earring the color they put on. I love their whole sort of family friendly approach to wrestling, their financial approach to wrestling. They keep prices really reasonable. They they, they put great value matches on. Uh, Warren Banks is coming back, so he's going to kill Lance Rivera. That
1: <laughs> well, Lance, Lance Rivera's love hate relationship with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was yeah.
1: Really likes me because I gave him a sticker, but he hates me because I was booing him. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I've, I've, I've already tweeted out Wrestle Island and said we'll be getting a holiday home over on the island this year. In 2023,
0: yeah, looking forward to covering a lot more Wrestle Island next year. Absolutely, going to all the shows. That was um, a that was a Really, pl- I only went like I literally just went because they were having a Disney match, and I was like, oh, a Star Wars death match. So that'd be fun. And I was like, oh shit, that was even like that wasn't even the best match on the show. But, like that wasn't the thing that got me to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was. I mean, even the Brian Aden Hasselman did put on an absolute classic. It was great. Yeah, there's was also TNT. Have got some really good shows. Lined up, yeah. DOA's shaping up to be awesome. DOA sounds like it's gonna be incredible. Um, um, next year we're getting Leon Slater versus yeah. uh, Driller, which is gonna be dangerous. I think they could do the title there. You know? I say this every time, but I really think they could do it. Here. Who else? I, I keep politicking
1: to Apta to have Shreddy just like just it's, rise up like you just come up and like take it off him. Rise up like Scott Steiner from the Northeastern Kill Driller. Um I'm trying to think I'm trying to think what else um has really like stood out to me uh, this year. Um I mean GCW have had some banging shows. Like I've had and also watching um watching some of the shows with um with like Aaron and Joe and Ryan um, over Zoom have been an absolute yeah, blast. Yeah, watching
0: some of them nonsense. We're going to watch um, some backyard shit in a minute, aren't we? We're, we're going to
1: watch Backyard Wrestling 4, um, which is legitimately um, got Aaron's Match of the Year on there. Yeah, they've they've been going from strength to strength. You see, they'll be the fucking
0: killing it. Um, yeah. You still got a good year. Hmm. So before we finish, should we just speaking of GCW should we just go through some of their matches they're putting on over the New Year period yes uh, they're trying, doing two New Year I'm was. trying desperate to find them I thought you had that up on the first one I had a few bit there we go so New Year's Day So New Year's Day first because I've just found it um, do or die scramble the winner gets to go into the Rumble at number 30 Joey Deanella versus Blake Christine versus Tony Deppin versus Ninja Mark. Ninja Mark
1: yes, versus Alex Price versus Jordan Oliver
0: yeah then you've got Nick Gage appearing then you've got Mackie versus Sawyer Reck versus Billy Starks versus Dark Chic. don't dare threaten me with <laughs> a good time
1: <laughs> what the wait there wait there look what's after that Nick Wayne versus Leon Slater yep
0: I mean yeah Masha Slamovich versus Cole Roderick Matrimon versus Madman Pondo and the duo of that Rumble, be, Yeah, that's going to be tasty it's, uh, it's going to be good and New Year's Eve you've got Speedball McBailey versus Two Cold, Too Cold, Cold Scorpio. Scorpio. John Wayne Murdoch versus Sawyer Rek. Makito versus Ali, Ali Cash. That'd be
1: fun. Makizo versus Masha Slamovich and Akira.
0: Oh, yeah. Deppin v. Leon Slater. Fuck. Joe, Nick, uh, Young Dylan Broke versus Wasted Youth plus Nick Gage and Vikingo. That's the one they can't show on TV, isn't it? Vikingo. They're not
1: allowed to show any of his matches on the streaming service because AAA are mad carnies. Um. Yeah. So the but there's always a fan film in it. Yes. <laughs> like Vikingo versus Blake Christian. It'll be on
0: YouTube like the day of the show. Yeah.
1: Vi- Vikingo versus Blake Christian like was up on YouTube <laughs> an hour after the match happened. So Yeah.
0: I mean where the GTW is filming and put it on fucking YouTube or something. I don't know why Triple A.
1: It's weird though, because Triple A have like been like, oh yeah, um you wanna do like what well, what's really weird is the angle they did where Vikingo got attacked. Mm. It was Janela, Alex Cologne and somebody else attacking him. And then, <laughs> I think it was Manders. And then the matches come along. And it was like, we're doing Vikingo versus Blake Christian. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why would you do the angle with like Alex Cologne like, doing a murder on him and then not do Alex Cologne versus Vikingo? Which is, I mean, Blake Christian versus Vikingo would be a better kind of clash of styles. Yeah. At least by the looks of things. Actually, the, I, I guarantee that'll be a uh, Viking versus Jordan Oliver now.
0: Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd make me so sad.
1: But <laughs> what are you most excited about there and why is it um, Why is it um, Nick Wayne versus Leon Slater?
0: I mean, Nick Wayne versus Leon Slater will fuck. Uh, Deppin versus Leon Slater will fuck.
1: De- Deppin and Slater have already um, wrestled each other in the four-way in GCW as well. I mean John Wayne Murdoch and Sawyer Rec will fuck. Oh, Sawyer, Sawyer. Rex, like my pick for women's rest of the year, spoiler alert. She's fucking unreal.
0: And off the off the New Year's Day show. That Scramble's gonna fuck. That Scramble's be cool. gonna be mad. That women's four is gonna be awesome. Um Mash of you, rad, you Raddy Daddy'll be good. That entire card's gonna be good. Yeah. And this is all on Fight Plus as well, which is insane. Yeah. Which is fucking dope. We're watching that here. Yeah, possibly. Probably. (laughs) Right, that's probably going to... rain
1: in the new year watching the uh, other one.
0: That's probably going to wrap us up for today's show and for 2022 Mm -hmm. as well. How awesome is that? Uh, So we'll see you on the new year. We'll have some um, some best of the year stuff out at some point if you are on the Discord and you're joining us on New Year's Day for our uh, big wrestling quiz at four o'clock. I think we've shared that out on Facebook and Twitter as well. Yeah, but please do join us for that if you'd like like to. And yeah, have a safe new year. Um, Kiss someone flirtatiously at midnight and we'll see you all next year consensually, consensually yeah don't don't do a jerry ryan um don't make anyone grab your dick unless they want to um and yeah we'll see you all next year goodbye bye hello yes dan Housen here dan Housen has been summing you must love this podcast housing the untitled wrestling podcast Housing.